It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. This is Weather Insider for Monday, September 2nd. We are at our evening edition of episode number 131. I'm Andy Robb from the AccuWeather Radio Network. Joining me in the studio, AccuWeather Senior Meteorologist Dave Dombeck and our resident hurricane expert, Dan Kutlowski. Guys, first off, thanks for joining us. Secondly, what's going on? What's the latest? Well, it looks like right now Dorian has just uh, pretty much been installed uh, as you said, Andy, it's almost like in a uh, holding pattern right now, right over the uh, northern coast of Grand Bahama, and that area is getting uh, pelted with uh, extremely strong winds. Of course, the good news is uh, the uh, hurricane has weakened considerably as of the latest advisory here as of uh, 3 o'clock this afternoon here on Monday. Uh, it was at 26.8 north, 78.4 west. That's about 105 miles east of West Palm Beach. Packing winds of 150 miles an hour. Uh, this is kind of just wobbling around right there on the northern coast of Grand Bahama. We expect this system to not move much over the next few hours, but then late later today or best best chance tonight to slowly start working northwestward, and then it's going to gradually parallel the uh, Florida coast. Uh, it'll pass roughly about 60 miles or so to the um, east-northeast of West Palm Beach, and then it'll pass somewhere between 30 and 40, maybe 45 miles to the east of Cape Canaveral uh, during Wednesday night and or during uh, tomorrow night and early Wednesday morning. And then after that, it'll kind of gradually turn a little bit more northward, passing again roughly about 60 miles or so east of Jacksonville. Um, and then it's going to basically uh, move a lot closer uh, to the Carolina coast, passing Charleston maybe within 50 miles, Myrtle Beach about 40 miles, and then roughly about uh, 30 to 40 miles in the rest of the rest of the way. Now here's the situation: these storms like to wobble, so if this thing wobbles a little bit to the west, it's going to bring those ferocious winds a lot more to the coast. We do expect tropical storm force winds roughly north northward from roughly the west from the Palm Beaches. North northward up through Vero Beach, up through or um, coastal sections of Melbourne, all the way up to Daytona Beach, Jacksonville. And then the question is, where will the hurricane force winds get back into those areas? We believe that the barrier islands, especially again north of the Palm Beach, it's Fort Pierce northward up into especially Merritt Island and uh, the Cape Canaveral area, they should experience uh, tropical, uh, not only tropical storm force winds, but also hurricane force wind gusts. And this will be most likely to happen late tomorrow and tomorrow night. By Wednesday, the system's kind of pulling away from the coast. So unless it wobbles a little bit more to the west, that uh, it looks like the best chance for it, the, the real ferocious winds will stay offshore. However, the circulation is going to create huge waves, 15 to 30 feet. This is going to combine 
with a storm surge of about four to seven feet. So it's going to be a high water level along coastal sections, especially as you go up toward north of Vero Beach, up toward, again, Merritt Island, uh, the Cape the Cape Canaveral area. And then as the storm pulls away a little bit, um, it will more than likely the storm surge and uh, wave action will be slightly lower as you get back into Jacksonville, but still going to be way above normal. Like you're going to have these huge breakers hitting some coastal areas. So those of you living along the coast, again, please take advice uh, from your uh, local officials on what to do with this situation. Now, Dorian has weakened. It's now a Category 4 hurricane, but the energy within a hurricane like this takes a long time to spell. So most of the energy is still coming in the form of swells and the winds, and it will also generate very strong wind bands as well. We still expect about 2 to 6 inches of rain along the coast of Florida, east coast of Florida. Some heavier showers will try to get back into Orlando, but back into Orlando area, and especially back to Tampa, there will be no um, really bad bad winds to there, but the, the problem is these, these rain bands can generate some strong gusty winds in. But as we go through uh, the day on Wednesday, most of the worst weather is going to start pulling away from Florida, and by Wednesday night, it'll be pretty much gone. Then the Carolinas uh, and the Georgia coasts are going to have to keep a very close eye on this from Wednesday through Thursday into Friday. This is going to come very close to the upper coast of uh, South Carolina, Myrtle Beach, to Wilmington, and then there's a really good chance this thing could actually make landfall, especially on the Outer Banks of North Carolina, late Thursday night and Friday morning. Again, those of you living across that area, if they're telling you to evacuate, please take their advice. Again, pay particular attention to your local officials on what to do with this situation. Since the storm's going to be moving slow, there's going to be roughly an, an additional or another area of pretty good rain in coastal Carolinas, maybe as much as 6 to 10 inches. We're saying there could be an AccuWeather maximum rainfall amount of around 15 inches. That will be a very isolated amount right along the coast, probably in the Outer Banks end. And then basically this thing kind of takes off to the northeast end. And Dave... You're going to talk about what this is going to do once it leaves the Carolinas and starts transitioning into a non-tropical system. Right, and I think for folks that uh, like to go to the beach after Labor Day, the prices drop. It's nice to get hotels that are cheaper and everything. They go down to the Jersey Shore, the Delaware beaches, Ocean City, Maryland, uh, places like that, and even up along you know the, the South Shore beaches of Long Island. Uh, there are places where already, even if, if it's just the, the sun's out on Thursday, they're already going to be feeling the effects of, you know, the rip currents and the rougher surf. And then that'll get, that'll increase as you head into Friday. And it probably is going to take its closest pass to the mid-Atlantic coast and let's say southern New England coast Friday, Friday night will be in that time frame when it's moving northeastward and accelerating the accelerating, forward speed exactly. will be going. Right. It's so, so it's a much different animal at that point. It's, it's accelerating northeastward. Um, and the, the challenge we'll have at that time is determining uh, two things. One is, is of course, the, the, how close, how close to the coast is going to be at that time and, and, and what its expanse is, how, how large the storm is. And that'll determine where the northwest fringe, mm-hmm. uh, of the rain shield is at that point and also what the wind speeds are like. We're kind of thinking that it almost for sure, unless things 
you know, really change drastically. It probably will rain at least some uh, along the the, the uh, Delmarva beaches, uh, the Jersey Shore, especially the okay, southern this is Jersey. Friday. We're talking oh, about Friday, Friday, Friday night. And 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 then like southern New England. This is going to take a beeline up toward like Nova Scotia and up into Newfoundland eventually right. early in the weekend. Right. Um, certainly, the you know, there's going to be rough surf, uh, rip currents. That'll that's a no brainer, and it's going to get pretty windy right along the beaches. You know, it could be. Uh, 30, 40 mile uh, or, or greater, maybe some yeah. gusts uh, to 50. Uh, even back near the I-95 corridor, we might be talking about some wind gusts, 25, 30 miles per hour or so. Yeah. One one final thing here. Again, we're watching the Atlantic. There's three systems out there right now that could become organized tropical systems. A system in the Gulf of Mexico, and there's a system about 400, uh, five, 450 to 500 miles west of the Cabo Verde Islands. We might have two more storms <laughs> to deal with across the Atlantic Basin. The one in the Gulf of Mexico is my biggest concern. I don't think it's going to hit Texas, but it looks like it could, uh, again, move inland over uh, mainland uh, East Mexico. You know what they say, Dan. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Yes, that's right. <laughs> so, of course, uh, we advise you, as we said before, please listen to your local authorities, but also stay up to date on AccuWeather.com as well as the AccuWeather Television Network, as well as the Weather Insider Podcast. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows. And we will be back with another update for Weather Insider on Tuesday. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.